0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com.
1: For NPR Music, you're connected to all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan. Frank Turner woke from a dream and wrote a song. Writing songs inspired by dreams is not incredibly unusual, but A song played in the dream by a dear departed friend is a different story. The friend in this case is Scott Hutchison from the Scottish band Frightened Rabbit. Here's Frank Turner to tell the tale and play his incredibly powerful new song, A Wave Across a Bay.
2: A Wave Across a Bay is a song about my friend Scott Hutchison from the band Frightened Rabbit, who tragically took his own life in 2018. Scott and I were friends. We were two people who did a very similar job, which is quite a rare thing, actually. So we used to have uh, long late night fun conversations, comparing notes and hang out when our mutual tour schedules would allow. After Scott died, I was broken up. Everybody was. It was a great tragedy, although one that I kind of have many conflicting thoughts about, among other things. I don't buy the idea that there's any cowardice involved in suicide. I think that Scott took a very conscious decision and followed through on it. It's not one that I like or agree with, but there it is. Anyway, um, I, a few months after he died, I was at home in London asleep and I had what I can only describe as a vivid or lucid dream uh, in which um, Scott came into my bedroom and, with a guitar and, and showed me a couple of chords and, and hummed a melody. And even some words for me, and uh, you know, I'm I'm not very given to believing in the supernatural or that kind of thing, but it was quite affecting. And uh, the part that is definitely true is, I then got up and went into the next room and picked up my guitar and and uh, strummed through what I'd been shown and, and wrote down, and that formed the basis of the song. The first thing I did after the song was finished was to send a rough demo of it to Grant Hutchison, Scott's brother, the drummer in Frightened Rabbit, because it. Was immediately apparent to me that I couldn't release a song of this nature and with that lyric without some sort of approval from Scott's family. Uh, Grant, bless him, uh, came back to me very quickly and said, um, You know, I'm having trouble listening all the way through to the song, but he said, As a band, Frightened Rabbit and Scott, as a writer, dealt in emotionally heavy material, and it would be unconscionable for uh, him to uh, place any restraint on. My artistic expression. And of course, you know, it's a song written from a place of love. So it is a commemoration for a dear friend and a great writer. Uh, It's a song that I'm very proud of.
3: I spoke with Scott last night. I was tired, but I wasn't sleeping. And despite what you think, I wasn't drinking. I was just finally ready to listen, and he was there alright. And though he'd probably kill me just for saying this, given how the both of us are atheists, there it is. There must have been a moment just before you hit the water when you were filled with a sense of peace and understanding. The wind in your hair and the light in your eyes As you realise you were finally escaping Somehow in that moment you miraculously miss it Like a wave across a bay never breaking And that's how I like to think of you Ever falling, never landing Rolling slowly out to sea and always smiling You're always smiling you man It was just weeks before you went that we were speaking I just wish that you had told me you were leaving before you walked your final mile I'm not pissed off at you man If you had something in your soul that we could recognise You were one of us but you worked out how you could survive at least for a while there must have been a moment just before you hit the water When you were filled with a sense of peace and understanding With the wind in your hair and the light in your eyes As you realised you were finally escaping But somehow in that moment you miraculously miss it Like a wave across a bay never breaking And that's how I like to think of you ever falling, never
1: That's Frank Turner and a song for his dear friend, Scott Hutchison. There's a seven-inch vinyl of this song, and profits are going to a mental health charity called Tiny Changes. That single also has Scott and Frank doing a Frightened Rabbit song together. And the video I posted for this song of Frank performing A Wave Across a Bay is a live version with Frank on acoustic guitar. Thank you, Frank Turner. I have another song about loss, and as both of these songs illustrate, there's joy in memories and friendship beyond the pain of loss. Our next song comes from Anais Mitchell. You'll likely know her work as the creator of the musical *Hades Town*, or as part of Bunny Light Horseman, or maybe Big Red Machine. She has a new album coming. It's her first solo record in 10 years. And here's Anais Mitchell to take us to a song about her late friend and musician, Felix Matigue.
4: So, on your way, or felix song is um is a remembrance of a friend of mine who died in twenty twenty um His name's Felix McTeague, and he was an amazing songwriter that I kind of came up with in our like early hustling days <laughs> as songwriters. We briefly had the same manager and we played some shows together. Occasionally we did, we did a little writing, recording together. The song is very New York City <laughs> oriented. The first verse takes place on the Lower East Side at this club called The Living Room that used to be there. And I can picture myself in Felix's audience and um and vice versa in the days when we would be playing for tips to like A handful of friends. The second verse is Felix on his way up and he eventually became a very sought-after co-writer in Nashville and he wrote some country hits. All over the song is just Felix's ethos in life and creativity which was just like to go for it, to not overthink things, to get out of the way, that that's where the magic is and he really lived his life that way and I, I think like he couldn't have known that he wasn't going to get as many years as most of us but I don't think he'd have done things differently. He, he lived a lot of life and he wrote a lot of songs in a short amount of time.
5: On your way On the F train in the dark On your way You were wearing your guitar Every get
1: one take Anais Mitchell, her song is called On Your Way, Felix Song. Her first album in over 10 years is self-titled, and it's out January 28th, and it includes friends Thomas Bartlett, Aaron Desner, Josh Kaufman, just to name a few. Janice Ian wrote and sang her first song, Society's Child, at the age of 14, and now it's 70, Janice Ian has made her final album. It's called The Light at the End of the Line, and it comes out this Friday. I'll play the song Better Times Will Come, a song Janice Ian will tell us was shaped by the pandemic.
6: I wrote Better Times the day after John Prine died. we just decided to postpone my final tour for a year, and I was devastated by both. Then I started hearing from friends who'd lost their tours and couldn't make the rent. So I asked my half-million social media followers for help. John Gorka recorded the song. I put it online. 70,000 hits and a lot of new fans later, it grew into the Better Times project. 208 artists, 16 countries, free downloads, trying to give people some hope. It became a real community. And I wanted that sense of community on my version, so I asked my friends to join me. It became a journey. Dixieland to jazz, to bluegrass, to punk, to folk. People like Diane Schur and Vince Gill really got what Victor Krauss and I were trying to do. My tour got postponed for a second time, and the recording became the arc of COVID in my life. I'd think, we're all right, but then, no, we're not. And then, it's all right, and then, no, it's not. In the end, like the end of the piece, complete uncertainty, while I clung to the hope that better times would come. I've always believed that artists stand between the world and chaos. That's part of our job. So I firmly believe better times will come. And part of my job is to give voice to that belief. Better times, better times will come. Better times, better times will come. When this world learns to live as one
7: Oh, better times will come Better times, better times will come Better times, better times will come When this world learns to live as one Oh, better times will come when we greet each dawn without Knowing love once soon will be near And when the winds of war cannot blow anymore Oh, better times will come Better times, better times will come Better times, better times will come to live as one. I see the vision I know what my Shane Amado's talking about Yes we mm-hmm.
1: Janice Ian, Better Times Will Come. It's from what I think is her 24th, in fact, her final studio album. The Light at the End of the Line is out on Friday, January 21st. Let's take a break, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights, and you earn unlimited 2x miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.
8: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BritBox. Discover powerful new series like Three Little Birds and BAFTA-winning drama Time, starring Bella Ramsey, Tamara Lawrence, and Jodie Whittaker. Stream the best of British TV, only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit dot TVA.com slash NPR and save an additional
1: $200. It's all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm going to play a song from Midlake that inspired the title to their first album in eight years. The album's called For the Sake of Bethel Woods, and the inspirational song Bethel Woods has a sweet story. It involves keyboardist Jess Chandler's father. hear singer and guitarist Eric Polito to tell the tale.
9: The title track, Bethel Woods, was lyrically inspired by Jesse's dad, Dave Chandler, and more specifically, a video clip from the Woodstock documentary that, right after Country Joe McDonald's performance of I Feel Like I'm Fixin' to Die Rag, and amidst all this cheering and and, and chaos surrounding him, the the camera cuts to Dave, and he's just got this serene gaze towards the stage, silent, uh, with his hand just perched on his chin. And... I have no idea what, what what he was thinking in that moment. And sadly, he, he passed away a few years back, so we can't ask him. But that shot and, and just the culmination of everything surrounding that, that time and place in life, it's just always struck a chord with me. And so the song, in many levels, it gives... The Bethel Woods, uh, the place where Woodstock was held, this paradisal existence, and 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 within the lyrics, there's this desire to leave everything and, and return there once again, but with a peace that um, everything here uh, has been done, that that his seeds have been planted, um, and it ends with with a love letter and a promise of of meeting once again. Uh, the uh, album cover actually has an artist depiction by Brian Lottie of that video still, um, which I think turned out really great. And uh, John Congleton did an amazing job with the production of the, the song and album. And we hope you dig it. Thanks.
10: Seasons sold In the joys and in the wars
1: Midlake, from their song Bethel Woods, from their album For the Sake of Bethel Woods, and that's out on March 18th. There's new music coming from Shamir, and a new album coming in February. The album's called Heterosexuality, and here's Shamir to take us to the new song Reproductive.
11: Reproductive started off with me being in bed, having a very chill weekend, I believe, and finding out that it was my Venus return. You know, I just thought that that was just like a very like interesting thing. Like, I'm really not that into astrology, which I think people probably think I'm lying about that because I do talk about it a lot. But I don't know. I just really find it like interesting and kind of like finding out that that day was my Venus return and it kind of like made me spiral and like think about a lot of like other things and like how, you know, during my Venus return, I feel like I like know even less about like love and life and a lot of other things and started to think about how a lot of that reasoning was out of my hand. And then from that started to connect that to like generational trauma. And it was just like a whole spiral, (laughs) Um, so. I put it into this song and it was really cathartic. And, you know, we'll be for, here forever, kind of like going through the meanings of like each lyric. But I think like each lyric kind of like hold a world of like its own meaning. And that's like very rare for me when it comes to songwriting. Cause I think most of my songs are like very straightforward and like you very much know from the jump, like what the songs are about. And this one is kind of like a mixed bag in a very poetic way.
7: Twenty five, and I can't stop so right with me. Life gets tricky. The seamless when you sharpen the knife there's a chance you might not even bleed
1: that's Shamir and the song Reproductive from the album Heterosexuality that's out on February 11th on Anti-Fragile Music. Keely Forsyth is an actress a dancer and a haunting singer. She has a stunning new song called I Stand Alone. The song is on her second album, it's called Limbs, and it's out on February 25th. Here's Keely Forsyth to tell us about the origins of I Stand Alone. Oh, and a reminder that we'll be broadcasting this year's Global Fest as a series of Tiny Desk concerts, something we call Tiny Desk Meets Global Fest. series of nine concerts begins with three bands on Tuesday, January 18th, and continues on Wednesday and Thursday. It all happens at 8pm Eastern Time. All the shows can be seen on NPR Music's YouTube channel. And now, let's go to Keely Forsyth. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's All Songs Considered.
7: In this song, the visuals are very much part of the making of the song itself. I take influences from the cinematic traditions of folklore, horror. And the video is respectfully referencing Carl Dreyer's classic, The Passion of Joan of Arc. And the song really uses these words as an internal dialogue for the character to come to terms with her own existence, um, in the face of societies and staying committed to that truth of her own, rather than the truth of the environment that she's in. Um, I say she, um, I am the person singing. Um, I spent many years as an actor, so it makes sense for me to keep that mindset whenever I'm working as a singer. Um, Thank you so much. I stand alone. I stand alone I am not listening Broken under the old Waiting for the world to fall, for the pond to boil over. And the quiet in the dark eye, I struggle to make out your face, I struggle to find. Clay pipes blow smoke into
11: Is it possible to engineer our way out of the climate crisis? Some entrepreneurs want to shoot particles into the stratosphere to combat global warming. Experts say regulations on this technology aren't keeping up. The world of solar geoengineering on the latest episode of The Sunday Story from NPR's Up First podcast.